You're now listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast, baby, with your host, Phenom Black, Miss Music Lover, Twan Burgundy, and Silent X. This podcast ain't free. Well, maybe it is, but you better listen, niggas. Shout out to Phenom Black, Miss Music Lover, Twan Burgundy, Silent X Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind It's hip-hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry And me, I'm representing for the underground Independence, Fifth Amendment Freedom of speech, the revolution is pending But it's cool, cause you see we on a mission Television off, this a viral petition Man, and I hope you pay attention The WM48, we keep it real All right, right, that's it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> all right, right, all right. So, so we're gonna start recording in a little bit. Un- until, because if not, if not, it's gonna get um, it's gonna get hot. No, it's gonna get cold. My bad. It's a hot water challenge. So it's gonna get her. It's gonna get cold. So hurry up, hurry up, Nicole. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Okay, guys. So we're gonna do the uh, hot water challenge before it gets cold. So let's go. Uh, so, since it's hot, I'm gonna tell my, my cousin Nicolas to touch it. Ah, is it hot? Record her! Alright, alright. So, um, I nominate my cousin to do this. And, yeah, that's it, let's get it. Alright. You sure about this, Captain? Yes. <laughs> okay, just understand. Alright, wait, isn't it too much? Isn't it too much? Wait, it's too much, it's too much. No, 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 you can't put me out. Okay, okay, wait. Um, just, just take off your shirt, your shorts at least. Go, go, go. Three, two, one, go! Go! <laughs> oh, that's so hot! Okay, oh my god! Dude, bro, bro, that's so hot! Dude, that's so hot! Dude, that's so hot! Dude, that's so hot! I'm gonna take a shower! Yeah, that's so hot! Whoa. The hot water challenge. The hot water challenge. We did the eight, the ice bucket challenge. I'll be doing the hot bucket. Ah. Oh my goodness! Oh, steaming! The hot bucket challenge. I'll be pouring on myself. It is a little bit cold outside. My help a tiny bit. But I'm gonna be pouring on myself. Yeah. It's all gonna go completely wrong. Are you, oh! And by the way, if you subscribe, my hands are shaking. And and like this video, you can get a shout out. So I bet you're like, no, oh my god, I just draw time and just like burn me. Oh my goodness. Oh ah! hey. Rest in paradise. If I could change matters, I would spare a life. Cause lives matter, it's clearly nothing as dear as life. You have become a symbol in a spirit life. Rest in power, rest in paradise. If I could change matters, I would spare a life. Cause lives matter, it's clearly nothing as dear as life. You have become a symbol in a spirit life. In America, one tradition at last is black blood woven into the fibers of the flag. Not addressing the problems of the past To nowhere fast, but following a path So-called leaders on higher for the clan 
Still raping and setting fire to the land. Well, that's the climate. How can I become a man? If survival is a triumph and we got the underhand, listen. One killer, one child, one weapon The shooter was unthreatened 71 seconds, so many unanswered questions I see reflections of myself I feel like in fatherhood We are connected Too long before the shooter was arrested So wrong worldwide, we've been affected To them it's real, sins of the father Remembered still For every Trayvon Martin, there was an image tale How many more kids will We wait for them to kill My tears collecting like raindrops on a windowsill If the wounds heal, the memories never I wonder if you're in heaven's 11th grade 6,230 days Too young of an early age Such evil and worldly ways The thing in which we believe The way in which we behave The way in which we evolve The mindset that we became Listen, rest in power Rest in paradise To all the babies too young to have had to pay the price Cause lives matter There's clearly nothing as there is life You have become a symbol in the spirit life Rest in power Rest in paradise Know as long as you still got somebody here to fight Your lives matter There's clearly nothing as there is life You have become a symbol in the spirit life Yo, what is up everybody? You are listening to the formerly known as Weekly Recorded Where's My 40 Acres Podcast We took a break I think the last episode that we dropped was July 5th but if you are a premium subscriber, then you had 13 episodes of reviews for season two of Luke Cage. I highly recommend that you go check those out. Each one of those with an in-depth discussion from beginning to end. My bad, I'm tripping because I can hear all this rain falling outside like it just randomly started. Welcome to Maryland, my nigga, where the sun be shining for like three hours and then it rains and pours for like three days. I think that's all of the coast because that's pretty much Atlanta in the in a nutshell this whole summer. Like I think I've gotten two days of sun for a weekend. Yeah, that's but, what we got last pretty- weekend. We got two nice days last weekend and then Monday came mm-hmm. and it looked like shit outside. That was us. Yeah. And... It's pretty much like they're talking about flash flood warnings all this week. And then this weekend is supposed to be raining some more. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Can, like, really? Can we stop the rain? It's kind of trash, but I guess it could be worse. I don't think it could because this pretty much is just drowning out the whole summer. I mean, it ain't like I get summers off, but you do look forward to the heat and shit. I just didn't look forward to, like, the heat, the humidity, and then some old bullshit which is pretty much what we've been getting. Not to mention, when you spend a week in San Diego and there's no rain, and then you try to fly back to Baltimore and they're like, we can't let y'all land because the plane might drown, then you're like, fuck, should have just stayed in San Diego because niggas don't let the East Coast no more. Like, the Lord don't let the East Coast no more. I mean, yeah, like, it seemed like every day they're talking about, oh, you know, it's it's either rain or rain and thunderstorms or some sort of thunderstorm and lightning situation. And, you know, then it'll be like sunny randomly on like a Thursday and then back to rain. Yeah. It and is August. It's, it's sad. Right. It is August. It's like the summer flew by wet. It's been real mm-hmm. moist this summer. I know niggas don't like that word. That's why I'm using it because it's been real moist this summer. So drip, drip. <laughs> But let me go ahead and get the show note information out of the way. So for anybody new who's listening and just discovered the podcast, thank you. We are available on iTunes, 
We are on, we are available on Stitcher Radio. We're basically available on any podcast app that you can use to search for search through a podcast directory to find the show. So just look up Where's My 40 Acres if somehow you found this episode but didn't find the rest of the shows. For anybody wondering about the backlog of shows, which is a question I get at least twice a month, which isn't a lot. So it's not like anything I'm fretting about. But for people who are looking for older episodes, because the feed only hosts, I think, like 20 episodes, y'all. Like, that's what you get. So if there's an if you haven't listened to the show in a month and we drop two episodes every week, four weeks in a month, that's eight episodes, right? If you get eight episodes behind, that's pretty significant because we only host 20 plus something episodes on the feed. All right. So you're going to miss some shit. And if you are like, how do I get those old episodes back? We have a feed for that because we don't have as much traffic using that feed, which will allow you to listen to all 600 something episodes of Where's My 40 Acres, are, I think, are available in that feed. That includes the Airgasm reviews, which I don't have a number for at this point because we do them so damn sporadically that they're not numbered. But essentially, you're talking about 600 plus, maybe 700 episodes on one feed that you can access anytime you want to. To get to that feed, because it's free, we don't charge for that yet. Most sites charge for archived episodes. We actually don't. For you to go ahead and get to those, um, you would go to where'smy40acres.com slash feed slash show, S-H-O-W. And when I say go to it, I mean put it in an RSS feed reader, right? If you have a podcast and app, there should be a way for you to manually add a feed. And you would type in where's my 40 acres.com slash feed F E E D slash show S H O W. And you should be good. It will load hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. That's our backlog. That's everything you missed or things that you might want to go to and listen to again. Maybe you want to listen to the episode. The first time we talked to this person or the first time we had this discussion or back when Twan and myself were ratchet as fuck. And uh, though we probably needed whoopings and more love from a black woman, because for some reason we just didn't know how to talk about people. We were just college savages. I don't know what that was about. It was our almost hotep error. So, yeah. All right, man. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. I guess all the other essentials. We're on Instagram. At Phenom Black, at Craft Beer Killer, K I L L A H, for Deidre, at Miss Music Lover as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Twan's on Instagram. He don't like pictures. He's a vampire. He is on Twitter. So, at Twan Burgundy on Twitter, at Phenom Black, P P H E N O M B L A K, no C, please, on Twitter, at Miss Music Lover again on Twitter, <laughs> at Silent X Media. We like consistency. At Silent X Media. For Mike, oh, I don't know where he is right now. That nigga might be doing a, a concert with Kendrick on Mars. Uh, yeah, as far I don't as even he, think he in the country. I don't think he on the planet is what I'm saying. Intergalactic <laughs> touring, my nigga, is a real thing at this point. Interdimensional. He might be on Earth 2 with Kendrick right now, for all we know, with the other Flash. But if you want to follow him on Twitter, then you can do. Uh, you can go ahead and follow at Silent X Media. Our site is wesmo40acres.com. The feed for these podcasts is wisdom40acres.com slash feed slash podcast. And we do have a premium network for anybody who's like, I want extra episodes because I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. Uh, with the amount of stuff that all of us are doing right now, like being adults, you know, trying to take care of ourselves, trying to enjoy our lives and everything like that. Essentially me doing photography, 
Deidre doing beer stuff, uh, Twan over there gaming a whole lot, Mike touring the fucking world. It it's hard to continue to keep putting out free content without that, like with us really taking a hit for that. It it's just a lot to get them the better equipment, for them to have better mics, for them to have better mixers, uh, for DJ to get a computer, still working on trying to get one for Twan and other stuff going on in people's personal lives. The consistency with putting out free episodes every week. Like, I like for y'all to listen to us. I love to get y'all's feedback for, for every episode that we do. Like, we're very gracious. We've been able to do this for a really fucking long time. I mean, since 2010, it's 2018, and we're still here. We're still standing strong. It is amazing. Also, all of the extra shit that we want to do, all of the other stuff that we want to talk about outside of music and West My 40 Acres, can't really put that out on the feed for free. Like, we got to get some type of... We got to put in some type of compensation for it just to keep the servers up, like... That stuff, all them extra episodes, that's that's server bandwidth. That causes the site to run a particular way, you know, and for us to do other stuff, I'm still trying to get us live panels. Like, that is my goal for later this year, hopefully, to get us something. But next year, for sure, is to get us on some of these panels at these cons, and that is travel, and that is travel fair, and that shit is not cheap. And we're still behind the scenes trying to figure out what we want to do with NegroCon 2. That is still a thing. That is a conversation that happens monthly when we're trying to put that together. <laughs> we are working to do something hopefully next year. All of that stuff costs money. So we don't have sponsors because we're a black podcast. I'm just keeping that 102. We are not the read. We are not with uh, drunk champs, drinking champs. We are not button. We're not famous people who started doing podcasting, so we do not have sponsors like that. Our only sponsors are our listeners. This y'all, man. Like, y'all are the niggas that keep us going. Y'all are the people that keep us afloat. So if you want us to do or you want to see us do more things, grow a bigger platform, be able to hopefully get some sponsorship. We got to put our faces places, and for us to do that, we just need support for the podcast, and essentially, I mean, the support that you're doing for us is you getting a whole lot more back in return. Again, we did 13 reviews for season two of Luke Cage in a week. They We watched that shit, all of us, and then we sat down and did them episodes and dropped them on the feed. So for us to continue, to, I would love to do Dear White People season two because Dear White People season two is so fucking good. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. It's so damn. It's like season one was good. Season yeah. two was fucking great. Yeah, like it was, um, you know, it had more, I guess because season one was kind of more of you getting to know like the characters, mm-hmm. but putting it all together, you know, on top of like all the other stuff that was going on. Yeah, season two was very good. Uh, Insecure is coming back August 12th. We'll be doing that for sure. Yes. That's just a given. I'll be um, putting my HBO back on. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would love to do Pose. Just for the music alone, I would. Love I to I, ha- I have planned to watch that Sunday. My, my nigga, that for if you don't watch that first episode and go, I'm in. Like by the end, man, that shit was like watching a movie. That shit, the first episode was like watching a whole movie. Yeah, I keep hearing rave reviews, so that's my Sunday plan. Um, Sunday evening plan. I watched the first episode the other night and I was just like, oh, this is just, this is just so good. And then at, when we finished it, because it was it was longer than an hour, Ashley was like, are you going to watch the next episode? I was like, I can't. I'm still trying to digest 
the 70 minutes of television I just watched. There's so much shit going on. FX has balls. Like they will they will legit go into a show. If they're yeah. like, we want to talk, we want to do commentary about this subject matter, they will do it. They will do it like without any type of holdback. They will not, they, they're not gonna flinch going forward with it. We want to talk about uh this this scenery, like the gay scenery in New York. And that's that's what we want to do. We're not pulling, we're not pulling any strides, like we're going with this. And like that shit was good. That shit. When my it was funny, my dad called me. He was like, um, we were we always talk about shows that we're watching. And me and him watch different shows, and sometimes we watch the same shows. Like he finally watched season two of Atlanta. And he was like, Man, that shit was good. I was like, I told you it was good. And he was like, I, I kind of think it's better than the first season. I said, It absolutely is better mm-hmm. than the first season. I don't think that I don't think we should, we can have a debate about that at all. Season two is better than season one of Atlanta. And then he was like, I'm watching, man, I want to tell you about this show, but you kind of funny. I don't know if you're going to, if you will watch yeah, it. Ain't funny. You. Yeah, that's what he said. You kind of funny. I don't think you would sit down and watch this. And I knew he was going to say Pose. And I don't know why I knew he was going to say Pose, but I knew he was going to say Pose. And he was like, man, that Pose on FX is good. I said, yeah, Pose is in my queue. Like, it's at the top <laughs> of my queue list. I just did Dear White People, Pose is next. And I did Dear White People on the plane ride back from San Diego. I start, I downloaded every episode on my phone and watched eight episodes on the plane. Yeah, That's I binge how watched Dear White People. That shit was so good. I couldn't, you couldn't stop. Like, it was like, <laughs> I would get upset if I, like, turned it off. So I just binge, well, I binge watched the whole season. Was it was so that good, good, man. It was so fucking good. They had, like, a mystery thing going on, but then yeah. they had all these... Mm-hmm. Different storyline. And they set it up really good for the next season. Everybody got their own little episodes and their character development was strong for all these random characters. Like it was man, it's so good. But yeah, he said pose. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm for sure watching pose. That's I'm I'm watching pose. And all of the documentaries I've watched about that night scenery, the like the whole invention of Vogue in and where all of that stuff came from. And Paris I'm, is burning. Yeah, I'm absolutely watching this. Dude. See, I gotta, I gotta watch it myself. But I've been watching. Um, I just finished my house on the Viceland. What's that about? Is my is is basically the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Um, theory is basically the whole ballroom scene that like poses on, but it's um following like four people who are in the you know in the ballroom doing different things. So hmm. you got um, and it was funny because that came on. And like, and I saw that, and then like, probably about a month after, I started seeing the stuff for Pose. I was like, oh man, like two shows doing like, I mean, like, they're they're different, but they're both just the ballroom scene. Mm-hmm. So you have Pose telling that story from back. I think Pose is said in the eighties, right? Yeah, it's uh, I think it starts in nineteen eighty seven. I want to yeah. say it's the year they showed it again. It might have been eighty five, but I think it said nineteen eighty seven. But and then in my house, you get to see uh, different people as they go. In the ball, different balls in New York as they travel to different balls. Um, so you know, you got gay men, you got trans women, um, you got I mean, just all different types, and them and them talking about the stuff with their families and them making their own families in the different houses, and they got and then then just 
them battling each other <laughs> in uh, different types and in different categories that they got in the ballroom scene. It's about like this is about like I think ten or twelve episodes come on Viceland. So I love this because when you said the show was called My House in My House, it didn't click until I realized um where why it's named that. Yeah. And that's after one watching the first episode of Pose, two watching the first episode and going, Oh my god, every song they played in this episode needs to be on a playlist. Like they if they if they continue to play songs like this in the background. And for particular scenes throughout every episode, they're going to have to release a soundtrack for each episode. It was that many songs that played in the background. And one of them was in my house. And I'm like, I've been listening to that shit all day at work. There is a pose playlist that is long as fuck on Spotify. Oh, I've been playing the shit out of that playlist all day. It is. It is. That shit is fire. Like, like the. The gay community that we know of now is really influenced by the ballroom scene. The ballroom scene was really influenced by, by black and Latino people. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like, it's, and it's often left out when when they talk about it. You know, you know, people talk about Stonewall riots, but don't talk about how like that was that was mainly black and Latino gay men, trans, you know, all that stuff. You know, so. It's cool to know, you know, our our culture is influenced. We're influential anywhere, <laughs> gay, straight, wherever. I, I had a thought about this one. Also, I, I'm I'm telling you, we could do we could we could easily do a podcast for Pose once y'all started watching. I guarantee you, we could easily do one, um, and just have the longest fucking conversations about those episodes and everything that happens in them. But the the thing that Pose like proved for me was one 80s music and television and tv is so good it is the, the whole the only reason that a lot of 80 80s films were even fucking tolerable is because of the music that is playing throughout the movies the pop culture 80s shit was perfect for background music and scene music and films it really kept the energy going so that's one why i'm a huge fan of just watching old films from that era, because I discover songs all the time. It's why the Guardian soundtrack is so fucking good. None of that shit is new. That is all old 70s and 80s music. And everybody was like, oh, this movie this movie is amazing. Guardians would is good. It would not have been as good without them damn soundtracks and mixtapes. So that was one. The other one is Pose has this air of like fame. The television show and the film to it in certain scenes and i love fame like i just like that whole exploration of dancers you know of color and people people of color period in the performing arts and their stories and the way they get told on television and the experiences they have and they're so passionate about everything so putting that stuff on camera is a great way to get me to just sit and learn about all these different individuals and these personalities uh gay people uh trans people uh in the in between just that community in general those motherfuckers can act they can act like they can deliver dialogue in a film in a television show that is just it's stunning like i i remember when i first saw it being hesitant because I like I know they're doing 
like, you know, I know you're doing gay, I know you're doing trans. And then I know, like, after about the first ep- second episode, when they were saying, like, they got gay actors, they got trans actors and stuff like that, I was like, oh, okay. I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, kind of, I kind of perked up because you're seeing a lot of, you're seeing a lot more of those stories come out, but you're also seeing a lot of, you know, this, you still don't have that representation. Like it's mm-hmm. other people telling their stories. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's plenty of, of, of gay actors and trans actors out there that could tell their own stories. I mean, but if you, I mean, if you look at if you look at certain shows, period, and particular characters on those shows that end up becoming the stars of those shows, I think the one that stands out to most. Well, I'll, I'll say I'll pick two. So let's go with Netflix. Two of their biggest prominent black actors are Laverne Cox out of Orange is the New Black and Titus Andromeda. <laughs> OK, Kimmy Smith would not still be going on if Titus was not on that show. That it just wouldn't. Yeah, Titus Burgess is hilarious. Great singer. Like <clears throat> he carries that fucking show. And then if Dear White People season two, that short, that short, like five to ten minute scene that they had with Kid Fury and uh the other guy, I cannot think of what his name is, the the entertainment guy. Uh that that did all the uh the parodies of the popular songs and the videos and stuff and was working with Taylor Smith. Just having those two sitting on the couch and having a conversation in the studio during you one of those parties. Uh, Tadric Hall. Yeah, Tadric. Yes. Yeah. Them fools, that whole scene, I was like, this should have been the whole episode. Just them sitting and listening to these two fools talk. Because they are delivering dialogue. Like, they make you want to <laughs> learn what they're talking about. The references that they make, it, it just, that shit is, it draws you in, man. I mean, like, half of the the um so much of the dialogue that just common now, especially in the black community, is starting to become mm-hmm. that's that's and it's starting to become more prevalent in like you know just mainstream comes from gay black men anyway. Bro, white <laughs> like, people so, are saying slay every you day. You know, bro. like it 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 just comes there. They're saying know? shade. They're yeah, saying all, tea. Yeah. The yep. tea is you know. Oh, girl, stuff. give me the all, tea. All of that is from. <laughs> You know, one thing you can't watch a real housewives without them talking about like this is my gay friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yes. And, <laughs> what uh, the fuck? And, and it's it, it was funny, like if you watch like you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta, that's why so many of those guys end up leaving because they felt like exploited. Mm. So you don't see them on the show that much no more. Mm. Well, Pose got its first season out. They already been approved for season two. And I think one of the stars on there, the actresses on there, it was like Emmy nominated or something, or mm-hmm. uh, I believe so. So they kicked in the door and like they made FX their house for sure. That shit is 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 good. So I can't wait. Re- I can't wait to return to that this weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Um, I- it's, it's on my list. I have I finished one weird show and then. I started watching Mary Kills People. Mary Kills the... People? Mm-hmm. Mary Kills People? Mary oh, Kills Mary. People. What is that? It's about... Um... I guess it's about Mary and how she kills people. I mean, this sounds <laughs> appropriate. I'm, I'm hoping, you know. It's on, uh, it's on Hulu, but um, it's a, a drama from Canada, I think. But um, it's about um, 
the main person, of course, is the mayor, named Mary. She's a doctor and she works in the ED of this hospital. But her side business is with this guy um, and she provides um, assisted suicide. Ooh. Mm. So is that, I mean, it's good. Hulu is trying. Like, Hulu is, is putting out some fire. You gotta, yeah. that Castle Rock, I'm definitely gonna watch that. I'm a Stephen King fan now. So I'm definitely watching Castle mm. Rock. I, That's I just, scary. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Nope. Won't be doing that. So I, I just got finished uh Last Chance You. That's probably one of my favorite shows on uh, Netflix. Last Chance You bothers me so much. It's so good, but it annoys the shit out of me. Oh, What's those... that about? So Last Chance You is about uh JUCO football, which is basically junior college football, like junior community college football. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of players who might have went, who either made it, didn't get offers to play football, or might have went to um, D1 schools but got in trouble either for drugs or behavior and stuff like that. So you go to a junior college program, you play there for a year, you know, so you you know show that you can keep yourself out of trouble. Scouts watch you. You can probably get back to D1, you know, so you can keep your career going. So that's why it's called like Last Chance You. So the first two seasons were at this school called East um, East Mississippi, which is like a powerhouse. And then this third season has been at um, Independence, a place in Kansas that doesn't win a lot. But a lot of the, uh, from like the first two, you got some of the same players from the first two years. And a lot of them are getting, you know, someone went on to play football, you know, One's going to be in the draft next year. Um, like the the white lady that was helping all the Miss Wagner, she was helping all the kids keep their grades up and stuff like that. She has her own business helping out students and stuff like that. So, I mean, but nobody liked the coach. I mean, you get to see the coaches in football and, you know, and them going to the kids and stuff like that. And he basically like lost his team at the end. Like he went off on one of his team and like they were all ready to fight him. Was this the first season or did this happen again? This was. That happened in no, that happened in the second season with the well, that was the first season. When, I was about to say when, in the first season he was the treating first them season like they had too. a big they had a big fight. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they went, went back to the locker off. room and he was acting a whole ass ass and them and players the was second, done. Yeah. <laughs> in the second season, they were at that school again. But it's real sad because one of the dudes there named Isaiah, he was a real good player, but he's actually in jail now for murder. Jesus. Oh, Wody. Oh, and, it was and look, and, and, and this is the this is the sucky. I gotta I gotta go and look see if I can still find an update on this case. But here's the sucky ass part. So this is what happened. He's riding the car with four dudes, right? It's yeah, him, it's his brother, four niggas, and his brother and two other dudes. And his brother is like the dude that's been taking care of him. Like at one point, like when they were like children, like their mother just was not there. They found out later that his that their mother had got arrested. So she was in jail. So for months, they were at the house by themselves. And it was an older brother who was probably around about 10 at this time, who was literally taking care of them. You know, mm-hmm. and so, like, they, they real close. So they're sitting there, and they're in the car. They drop the brother, the two brothers get dropped off at their house. Mm-hmm. And um, the two other dudes... There was five people in the car. They had a white dude in there. Two other dudes and a white dude go off like some other part in Tennessee to get um, to get some weed, right? 
So while they're driving off, the two dudes murdered the white guy. Of course. And steal his stuff. Of course. Because he clearly had tons of tons of fucking cash on him. Enough for y'all to murder this nigga for his they shit. Come, they come back to... To the to the to the to the brother's house, the brothers get in the car and they just go somewhere else and they drop them off somewhere else. So they pick up those two dudes, the dudes that you know actually did and got them, and then they went back and picked up the brothers too and had them on a murder charge. So it was it was kind of sad because like before last chance you came up there, they did a like kind of where are they now for the first two seasons, and they were going over the case at the end, mm. and like the dude got it like. Because everybody was like, it, it shocked us because he got arrested. Like the incident that they said happened, happened like three days after the premiere of the second season. She said, like, we were all in New York doing the premiere for the, you know, for the second season of the Netflix show. And then like three days later, that happened. Mm-hmm. So they show like the older brothers there and the older brothers like, dude, like I, he's, he's looking at the cops like cops. And like, you know, you need to talk. because You know, everybody else like, he's like, look, I didn't have nothing to do with this. If I knew some shit like that was going to go down, I would have got me and my brother. We would have got out of there. He said, dude, I don't need money. He said, I'm sitting here on a scholarship right now at a school. I'm about to go back to school. I don't need money. <laughs> he like, he's, I'm, he's, I get like a $1,600 stipend. I don't need money. Right? So they can't really find nothing to tie him up. So they end up letting the brother, like when they had the, the case, they let the uh, older brother go. Mm-hmm. they're interviewing Isaiah, the one who was on the show, right? And he's basically saying the same things. Like, I don't have no reason to do this and stuff like that. But during the, during the interrogation, they think he has something to do with the planning, right? So during the interrogation, like, you know, like he, like they ask him, and you know, the boy, like, he's not stupid. So he kind of puts two and two together. He's like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's like, when I... He said, when we were riding in the car with them, they had a knife, right? Because they stabbed the boy. They're like, we, he had a knife. He said, when we got back in the car later at night, the knife won't deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, so, but, you know, you, you know, you grew up in certain neighborhoods. Like, he's like, I, like he didn't ask questions, but you, you kind of know. Like, he, and he's like, that's why, and that's why we got out. Of, we, we did, you know, we went about our business and we left. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, did you know what he did? You know, he was like, no, nah, I, I wasn't, I did not plan. I don't have no need to do this. He's in there like, but you, you, I mean, you probably knew what he did, right? And he was like, he said, you know, like, just say, yeah, common sense. Like, I probably know what, he, you know, what happened. And just because he said that, they were like, oh, that's yep. enough to hold him. It before is. We, before we get that, God. And that was, <sighs> and, even, and even, and even the, the, his lawyer was like, I think that was our eight of investigation and at this point because it showed it right he literally just repeated the phrase that the officer had been saying for the last eight hours you know what i mean like didn't say like he's he's like when the dude asked him did you have something to do with the planet he's like, i didn't have anything to do with the planet i didn't know anything about this he said i was sitting there with my brother and that's it <laughs> and they were like well we got a video of instagram of of y'all flashing money and stuff like that and they were trying to say that it was him. And they were like, well, because we saw dreads in it. They were like, the lawyer was like, can you identify the dreads? Like, <laughs> he's like, like, can you do any of that stuff? Anything like that? And they were like, well, no, and all this stuff. 
but that was enough for them to be like he can be held to have trial. That's crazy. To see if he had, they had anything to do with it. And That's I actually crazy, like man. I actually used it with some of my some of the kids I work with. I'm like, look, always be careful who you with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they do like like they the the police fully know that they were not there when the murder happened. You know what I mean? Like they know they weren't there, but just because they were with them, they were like, mm-hmm. "Well, well, those dudes had to plan it with you." And you know, and, and they like that. They could like come like, "No, nah, man, like somebody planned to murder somebody. He didn't tell everybody." Like, <laughs> and he said, "You know what I mean?" Like, we won't there. Like, we literally got dropped off at our house, and while they were just sitting there waiting, he said, "We were just at our house chilling." I don't know why police act like there's a mastermind for every crime other than the niggas that did the crime. <laughs> like that shit made like, yeah, they, we, we gave them the plan and then they dropped us off at yeah. home. Now, let, like, they did it. Some, and then we got back in the car. What? Yeah. Did somebody come out later and say like, I was trying to like, and like I said, again, they, they didn't really go deep into the case. I was trying to find some more stuff, but they were like, it ain't seem like when they, when they even showed the courtroom, they were asking, you know, like the evidentiary hearing, they were asking questions. It didn't seem like the police were like, like the two dudes were like, yeah, they were in on anything like that. It seemed like everybody's stories lined up. Like, we went here, we dropped them off. They left to go get some weed. They came back. Dude wasn't with them. We got back in the car. Yeah, I don't, man. And then, and then they were like, <laughs> they that were shit like yeah, me, they, they, they part of it. So, you know, like his brother, like his brother got let go because they really couldn't prove you know that you know he wasn't he wasn't doing anything, anything like that, and they only got him because of that one phrase. That's it. Meanwhile, Brock turned out here talking about the brother ended up losing his scholarship. The brother ended up losing his scholarship, of course, because he's clearly is a problem. Like that's and that's my issue. I guess that was my issue watching the first season of Last Chance. You again, it is it is a it is a really good show. <laughs> But I have this, I have a problem with watching these like football shows, like the the tykes and the last chance use and stuff, where basically they're helping or tolerating or dealing with these kids of color because they have athletic abilities and skills. Like outside of that, I just don't think they would give a fuck about these kids. And that that shit bothers me, especially when it's these white people. Like they had, um, the woman on the show that was helping some of the kids, you know, study and stuff on Lance Chance U. And she seemed like a genuinely decent person. She do. But it's still, I still have like this inkling in my head, but would she give a fuck about them if they weren't playing on this team? Right? Like, it. it well, see, it's hard to put somebody in a position like that. Because I know. You like, don't, it the just only reason me. that she's working with them is because they're playing, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, but, I, 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 I understand the conundrum. And I understand, like it's a leading, it's, it's a leading I mean, but argument. I, I get, I get what, I get what you're saying, because like, like, like when that coach started yelling at them, I was like, yo, nah. yo, bro, you don't get, you don't get to do this because they play for you. Like, fuck you, because when they ain't playing for you, you won't give a fuck what's happening to them. Now I was like, cause she ended up, cause she ended up like she left the school. I'm not surprised. And, they was dry, they was it. fucking with her too, like, and open up her own kind of like business where she travels around to different schools to help like them consultant. get their academic things up with their athletes mm-hmm. stuff like that. So she, that's what she does now. So like the third season is 
like I said, this team doesn't really have a lot of winning thing. And is this um and is is another coach, another white dude. Uh, but he like he grew up in in Compton because like they went back to the neighborhood and the and the, the guys were laughing at it, like, yeah. He said, Y'all heard about white flight? They left his ass here. <laughs> so <laughs> like so you know, so like I mean, you still get all the stuff because even at times I'm like, damn nigga, you need to stop cussing these motherfuckers so much, right? But <laughs> I will say and watching it compared to the first one, like I saw him he got mad at them, but I also saw him get mad at them because like when he got those first grades, like and he was like he literally called out like grades, like D D D F. Like, what the hell are you doing? Nothing. Like, like, like go to class. Like, like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he was telling, he was telling you, like just like just go to class. First season like, to trip me you out. Need, you need to you need to carry as a class. And he had, and I would say he actually got um, cause yeah um, I think he really cares for the kids because like he stayed like they, he had other places like he stayed at like the like the junior college and lower level and they had other places like yeah he's real abrupt he's real brushed like he's gonna be straight to your face and he might cut you out but he said they he also like some people that were like at old school that. He said he also had this one dude when he was coaching high school that he literally went and picked him up like for like an hour out of his way and made sure he got to school every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so and he actually got these these kids got some actual signings that they mm-hmm. went up there too and they, you know, and they won and stuff. I mean, but, that's that's um, better. That that's more. It's, just, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's always it. an interesting look when when you when you see it cuz an interesting look at the thing with football. I liked him better than the old coach. You know, he would he would do stuff, you know, like typical football stuff, like make people where if you messed up or you did something, you didn't go to class like that. You had to wear pink jerseys so, so everybody knew. And he had one game, so if you got a personal file, penalty, you had to wear a pink jersey and you got to be running sprints, do all this extra stuff. So he got a personal file. So he came there the next day with like a pink shirt on. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and they were like, all right, we got to run these sprints. So he was like, y'all line up, motherfucker. And he was up there with them, like running sprints. They were looking at it like coach about to die. They're like that nigga got his workout for the month. So it goes back and forth. Cause sometimes they fucking hate him, and they can't stand him, and they and they they want to they want to fight him because of the shit he says. But then you got a couple kids. Like one kid, he um he said he, he said this kid been with me for four years. He said I literally picked him up in the U-Haul. We just ran around. He went like I went to one school. He came with me. I went to another school and I said I brought him with me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but the other dude, the first year dude, he just—I didn't like him, man. Like I, I just didn't, and I understand. I understood the, from the, from his perspective to a certain extent that yeah, the kids were fucking up. Like they had the, the one dude, the big dude with the dreads that they could never get him to go fucking class, and then he kept going back home on the weekends around people that he didn't need to be around and shit. But see, he like, lost I, the team when they when at the end of the year. He said some shit. He when said that, some hood shit. That, he the, said the, they, he said y'all out there looking like a bunch of hood niggas. He said something right. about them looking looking ghetto no. or looking hood or something, and they lost it. They were like, "Yo, no. it wasn't even that." No, it was the fight. The fight happened, and he was trying to you know like like don't fight. You know he told him in the, like he told him before the game like this mm-hmm. this team this is what they do and stuff like that. But what happened was. <laughs> The other team started the whole thing. No, I remember. Yeah, like remember, like remember the other team was literally stomping the mm-hmm. dude, like their, their player out. So they ran up there just to get their player. So when he sat there and and went off, like 
they looked at him like you you're not even defi- like we didn't even start this we weren't even trying to fight but we're not gonna let our dude get stomped out well that was the one where he went and, back and, and like, looked at the and tape you, and you remember he and he, like you just went off yeah because he apologized to him ne- like like the next day but they were just like you didn't have our back mm-hmm. and they were like you ain't got our back and they would answer like nope and they were already with we don't like you that much <laughs> And now you ain't got our back, and he he straight up lost the team. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a I don't know, man. Like black entertainment, like that's that's the show you can fuck with. We talked about a bunch earlier, and then just like cinematic from the from the theaters, man. Fucking sorry to bother you, and Blind Spotting are need to be two Oscar nominated films this year. Like they are they are ridiculous. Blind Spotting almost got me. Like that shit almost got me at the end. Is that the one with the David the Diggs? Guy who Ham, Hamlet? Yeah, David yeah. Diggs. Like, yeah, I saw. Sorry to bother you. Uh, the other. Sorry. The other weekend, I haven't seen Blind Spotting yet. Sorry to bother you is like good commentary. It's good exaggeration, like hyperbole. It's funny as fuck. It's really smart, and it it is about like the gentrification of Oakland, which is funny because Blind Spotting is also about the gentrification of Oakland. So um, both of them kind of hit there. Blind spotting just hits more on a on a, on a deeper level. Like it's a it's a bunch of gut punching scenes in that movie, and the end of it is just that that shit is a gut is a gut punch. Like and then them twisting their fists in your stomach. That shit is heart wrenching. Mm. It's so yeah. fucking good though, man. Like he he uses. David Diggs and the guy uh, Raphael that that plays his friend in the movie that is the problematic white dude who grew up around black people in Oakland. Um, like the uh, conversation in, in the little scenes I see, that dude is fucking hilarious. But he he is funny as shit. But he like you hate him and you love him at the same time. It's 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 a very like you're very torn with his character. He has a little family and stuff in the film. Like it's it's a bunch of stuff. But the thing that they brought to that film that David brought with him from Hamilton is the random like walking rap conversations that they have in throughout the movie. So it's not a musical, but the the way like you would sit at the lunch table or the way that you'd be fucking around with you and your boys and y'all might start rapping about nothing just for the hell of it. That's how they have deep conversation in the film. That's how they talk about the surroundings and what's going on with them. When they're just kind of walking from place to place, it's like transition uh, thought. It, it's just, and it's so fucking good. Like when, like the deeper they get into it, the more you're listening to him talk, and you're just like, man, did, did, like they, they, and they be spitting. Them motherfuckers be spitting like drop. They be spitting knowledge, man. They be going all the way in, dropping history references. Like allusions to things, it is amazing mm-hmm. how well he and the white boy rap in that film. It ain't just him, and and then conversations like there there are a whole bunch of scenes that the the actor that plays the white the, the actor that plays the white guy the white actor carries in that film using like slang, just straight slang. That film good mm-hmm. as fuck, bro. <laughs> that film is fucking amazing. It's just really fucking good, and like people, black people need to see that film. Not, and there's a lot of films that black people make for white people to kind of get the message. That film is mm-hmm. black people need to see that film. Black men need to see Blind Spotting. 
there there's just a lot of things in there that is directed to like that is pointed directly at us like take a look at yourselves look at what you're doing and it, it's scary man like watching that film is it's 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 suspenseful there's scenes in that that are just you relate to, you relate to them on such a personal level as a black person just living mm-hmm. in america period they're just things that you cannot get away from that are in that film and they make you face that shit head on so mm-hmm. it's really good okay. blind spotting for sure is going to be one of the best films i've seen this year undoubtedly okay I'll be looking for that one. And then, um, you know, who Bo Berman is Twan. I know you do because he does stand up. Uh, yeah, got yeah. a couple on Netflix. Yeah. Bo, yeah, I love this job. Bo did that film Eighth Grader or Eighth Grade. Uh, that shit is uh, great. He wrote and directed it. That shit is fucking oh, that great. Dude, hey, that dude is hilarious, man. His it's not is. a comedy. Like it's it's it's, not. it's it's not. It's about a girl dealing with the transition of going from the eighth grade to the ninth grade. And like in this in this age of social media and stuff, it is so fucking good. Like it has scenes that are funny just because it's kids having conversations, but it's from her perspective of her dealing with just all of the things you deal with going through puberty and like, you know, socially with your peers. And you like Bo Berman wrote and directed this. That like Ashley was Ashley was was all up in that movie. Oh my god! Especially because they a lot of the scenes took place with the girl in school, but from her perspective, like the way she saw the world as a teenager, going through it with her emotions all hyped up and shit. One day being really happy, the next day being really down. I was like, shit, this film is good. And then of course, you know, Christopher Robin was amazing because who doesn't love Winnie the Pooh, my nigga? Like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> that Winnie the Pooh movie is so good. So good. it's out. It comes out this week, I believe. I believe it comes out Friday. This week has a there's a lot of good films at theater now. Like for Movie Pass is fucking up really bad because there are a lot of films that you should be using your Movie Pass to go see right now. If you could, Mission Impossible Six is great. Um, from what I heard, Blind Spotting is great. Uh, Sorry to bother you is great. Eighth grade or eighth grader, I can't remember which one it was. That's great. Christopher Robin is really is really good. The Spy Who Dumped Me is funny as shit. I did not expect that shit to be that damn funny. Is that who's in that? Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. And like, yeah, I I wanted I was gonna give it a try just for Kate McKinnon. Bruh, worth fucking worth it, Twan. From the from the beginning, where she starts talking, she never stops going full Kate McKinnon in that film. And it's like a spoof of spy films, not like uh, because Melissa McCarthy did that film a while a couple of years ago called Spy, which is funny and really good, but kind of took its own take on um, you can be a badass spy even if you look like Melissa McCarthy was kind of their take. You don't have to look like James Bond yeah. to be a spy. The spy who dumped me is making fun of spy films. The over, like it over exaggerates everything about spy films. So the action scenes are all over the top. But they're done extremely well, and they're done like spy films. And Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon are caught in the middle of it, trying to get out of certain scenes, and like accidentally doing badass shit while trying to get out of there, just because it's a spy movie. I didn't expect it to be that damn funny. So you got you got the spy who dumped me, 
Um, what else did we see? I mean, that's enough. I think Deadpool is Deadpool two still in theater. Shit, go see that uh, shit. Like, there's so much stuff, like you said, but they made us talk about movie passing and fucking up, bruh. What are they? Nigga, okay. So I had a conversation with some people on Facebook a while ago, and I'm like, I, I'm gonna keep reiterating this because I was fucking right, dog. Movie Pass should have been 1999 from the fucking jump. The, oh hell yeah! The fact that they was giving y'all unlimited viewings in theaters for 9.99 a month was never going to work. It was a terrible idea from the start that all of us took advantage of. We all took advantage of that shit. Like, if you like, go all the way back to Netflix when Netflix first started and Netflix was doing like 4.99 or 5.99 for DVDs, you remember mm-hmm. what you were getting for that? You were getting like a thousand movies to stream. And maybe your rentals, depending if they were available or not. And that went up to like 10,000 films. And that went up to like 20,000 films. Slowly, Netflix like grew itself into the the explosion of just ridiculous engineering that it is now. Like social engineering that it is now. And the way that it has completely changed cable television, network television, etc. Netflix is a fucking force. I suggest that you go listen to, I forgot what the podcast is called, but like Netflix versus Blockbuster, where they go through Business Wars podcast, where they basically break down the whole Netflix versus Blockbuster shit and how that worked. We had a conversation about it. And I like, like Netflix, the only reason Netflix would have died if it had not made a partnership with stars to get those stars movies onto Netflix, to get them better films, to make y'all want to pay for certain shit that still wasn't new but it worked. But they had to grow their pricing to where it is now. And niggas still complain. And in reality, Netflix should also be like $19.99 a month for the basic plan. Because it's fuck the original content that they deliver. The shit that cable television has been charging us for years. Given what Netflix has given us. And the fact that a lot of us don't even watch cable television anymore over Netflix. Hulu and a bunch of other shit. Prime. Like, there's no reason to have it. Cord cutting is a real thing. So from that perspective. Just based off that, Movie Pass should have been $19.99. You're getting to go to the theater to see whatever fucking film you want every day. And it ain't enough day, it ain't enough films for days. So movie, it like, should automatically well, I mean, be. Movie Pass start off with $30. It, it should have stayed when it first started. Nigga, GameFly is $30 a month. GameFly is more expensive than Movie Pass. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like that's what like movie pass start off as 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 thirty dollars a month. And I remember when they dropped the nine and I think me and you talked about it one time. And I remember when I remember when you got it because you told me you had it. And it was always a thing where when it first came out, I thought, okay, this is gonna be a a temporary sale to get people in. Cause you remember as soon as they dropped it, they got like a, a what two million su- subscribers. It fucking blew up. Like yeah. influx, like influx. So you know, you kind of thought it was gonna be this thing where we're going to keep the price low so you can see what it is, and then we're going to gradually go back up. You know, that's what I always thought it was. Then the bitches never went back up. I don't understand why. I don't. And, and, then, and Why didn't they limit yeah. it? Why didn't they do something to fix and the plan? Then, and then when it didn't go back up, then they started having different plans. So, like, that's mm-hmm. the conundrum now because, like, uh, my girl got movie pass, and I got it. She got it before me. So she got it. So she got paid a monthly. I got it when they were only offering like the yearly joint. Mm-hmm. Right. So all the changes that they have, they have made like the surge price and all that stuff, all that stuff affects her, but doesn't affect me. Cause you're grandfathered in. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I got because I didn't pay for the whole year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, they they're not charging me a month. Well, you still can't go see Mission Impossible Six though, right? Yeah, now yeah, the Black House is still there. So, That's a huge deal. Like and, like and when they when like you just knew ten dollars a month when the average movie ticket is like twelve dollars, twelve thirteen dollars, and you're talking about at the at that point they were gonna let you go every day, like. If you went to one movie, you had paid. They already owed money. You 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 had paid for 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 the the service. No, the they service already owed money. Paid you, for. Not 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 just paid for the service, Twan. Like, yeah, I yeah, need people to money. understand. If you went to see one movie a month off a of movie pass, movie pass they, owed they, that they theater the, money. They, they in the red. Yeah, they were already two to four dollars in the fucking red. For every person that did that. So for all of y'all that was like, I'm going to see three movies this week, y'all continue to put them in the red. I'm not faulting y'all for doing this because this was not your fault. Y'all niggas and myself and Twan included, we took advantage of a situation that should not have remained that way that long. It should have went up. That's MoviePass's fault. My problem is MoviePass was fighting with AMC from the beginning because AMC always had their own special program but that shit was trash it was like 20 percent off of uh uh, uh yeah. concession stand AM- shit AMC had like amc had their the usual movie theater perks junk. They don't really go to movies but go to like off concessions and stuff like that to get yeah it, it, had not, it was like 8.99 a month with movie pass was 9.99 a month amc shit was 8.99 a month and but, it was it was trash like you 20% off concession like you yeah, like I was saying like, before and maybe like some points towards this it was bullshit so the so on those calls that they used to have those big corporate calls or whatever between all of the I guess the contract that they had with all of the theaters for movie pass the AMC guy would constantly shit on movie pass and make it hard for them to get shit done the reason and I knew this was the reason he was doing the reason he was doing that shit is because AMC had planned to do their own fucking similar plan. They yeah. wanted and to do, they tried to Netflix blockbuster beat it. Them. Right. They Netflix wanted to blockbuster beat them to the it. Right. They they wanted to do their own total access bullshit. And they were mad because MoviePass was doing it. And I, I guarantee he was also mad because MoviePass was created by I think two black men or whatever. So I'm sure his he was but, mad about that. But you, but you gotta remember though, I think they got the idea because movie for a lot of people, MoviePass did not exist before this year. MoviePass has been around for a while. Like I said, mm-hmm. it used to be $30 a month for MoviePass. And then they dropped it. They drew, When they dropped it, and they, they dropped the price a couple times, but when they dropped it, that's when they started hitting headlines. MoviePass is now $9.99. Because at first, it was just a small group of motherfuckers that, was, that, that had MoviePass. Mm-hmm. When it became $9.99, that became... Like that's like the magical, I'll pay a month price. Mm-hmm. You know, Spotify, that Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, Bruh, CBS right now, is nine ninety nine, and all they got, yeah. all they have right now is Star Trek Discovery. They're just now instituting other shows for that. But CBS yeah. is nine ninety nine for so, the, like, that's the, the thing. commercial so when free did shit. That, then, then it became the it thing. Then you started seeing this up influx, and I was like, when I remember when they said like earlier this year, they were like, we're not changing the pricing model. So then I was thinking, like, all right, well, they're not changing the price amount. These niggas got to be selling some data to somebody. They doing they gotta, something. Like, I like, they got to be selling some data to somebody. If it's not because it had, I, 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 me and my girl were talking, like, I said, you can't, you can't have ads. 
Like, nah. <laughs> you can't put the ads on the app. Like that. Like n- none of that stuff that you can traditionally do to make money is going to really work. But I said what they can do is be like, here's the demographics of our users. Here's what movies they're going to see, age groups, and breaking it all down, and do that for them, and maybe sell that to the, uh, to the. Um, Okay, so like, the, like like the movie like the movie pictures, John. Like I like they could tell they could sell it to Paramount. They could sell it to Universal. They, That's they what could... I was maybe assuming they were doing, and they were doing a little bit of that. But this is also around a time that Facebook got sold for all that shit. All the Russian shit was going on. You know what I mean? Like because they they did get in trouble for like tracking people outside of the app. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I figure like if they were trying to do that. When we had that big influx, when 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 Facebook had like the Cambridge Analytical, when all the Russian hack, when all that stuff was going on and it was hot in the news, and people were like, "Nope, you can't do any of this stuff," I was like, "That just probably took that that option off the table for y'all, motherfuckers." Well, it it wasn't it wasn't just that, right? Like, and and that was part that was like an, an another that's another angle you can look at for the contributing factors to why MoviePass is where it is now and how they might not have had the best business model, which they they might not. No, they did not. My thing with MoviePass was, okay, the only way that I can explain why they are able to get away with doing $9.99 a month for unlimited viewings at theaters. Hold on, I got a lot of noise in the background. I got some air. I don't know what is going on. Okay. So, like, the, the only reason that they could do that is theaters were already having an issue getting butts in the seats. They were constantly going, they were going down. There was a drop in people going to see movies. Theaters have been struggling. Theaters have been closing, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now, MoviePass comes in a little over a year and some change ago, and more people, I know personally from my experience just on social media, more people started going to the theaters again because they could use MoviePass. But here's the thing with that, and this is what I learned from just doing press screenings. When you give people a free ticket to go to a movie, and let's say your movie costs, let's let's say let's say you give people free tickets during peak hour, like not peak hours, but matinee free tickets. So let's say between let's say between eleven and five every day, a theater went, you can go see a movie for free. One movie. You can go see one movie for free. You and the family, you and however many people, every person who wants to see the movie can see one movie for free between those hours. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is, and this is from me doing press screenings where people get to see films for free. I feel like I know where you're going. You know exactly where I'm going. If that ticket costs, if that ticket costs the theater, if they're taking a loss of $7 per person off that ticket, let's say it costs $6.99 to go to a matinee viewing. Um, and I don't, if you're in New York or somewhere like that, I don't want to hear how y'all matinees is ten ninety nine, and that's no, that's not a matinee price. So let's say the ticket is five ninety nine or six ninety nine, right? Let's say it's a flat seven dollars. The theater takes a seven dollar loss, okay, per person who's coming. A, a a huge majority of those people, because they got to go see the movie for free. Because the way simple human mind and math works, they go, I'm going to spend that money at the concession stand. So they go and they get in line at the fucking concession stand. And they buy a popcorn and they buy a large drink. You done spent $29. That's, nigga, 
that they, they, they have now made all the money. They have made the money back for multiple people who did not who did not pay for a ticket during this matinee hour. Again, movies make money from Off the concession stand. stand. They don't make money movies from the fucking tickets. do not tickets. make money from the movies. They in every press screen. Twan, I wish I could bring y'all to a press screening. The line for the concession stand at press screenings is fucking insane. You know why? Really? Be yes, because those Did people have been standing in line for hours and they're getting to see the movie for free. The first fucking thing they do is walk in, grab their seat, get up, and go stand in line at the concession stand, yeah. and they buy everything. So, they buy all of it. I was saying, there's, there's a reason why movie theaters now have bars in them. Yep. They got like full restaurant food. And we're not talking That's about those little, not those little fancy ass, you know, movie theaters. We're talking about regular, regular ass theaters. AMC Regal. Like, you can go get you. Like a, a full meal and all that stuff because that's where they make their money from. Now you get coffee and ice cream at theaters now, like a Starbucks. Yeah. Like the only movies when a movie comes in, the a huge portion of those of those ticket sales in those first couple of weeks goes right back to the studio. Like the the longer that the longer run the movie has, the more than that, the more chances that the movie the movie theater can start making money off the movie the longer it's in there. But most things don't have a long theatrical run. So where they break even at is the concession stand. Like cause that's just straight profit for mm -hmm. them. So that's why they always want that's why they do things to entice people to come into the movie theater. Because once we get you in here, especially families. Mm-hmm. Get your ass in here, your little kid. Like I want this, I want that, I want this. Like you, you, you looking around like God damn it, I don't spend sixty dollars. The juju, the <laughs> juju bees is five dollars, nigga. The juju bees box is five dollars. That's one kid. If you bring a fam, if you bring four kids in the theater with you, you gonna get all of them a drink. I don't care if it's a small drink. A small drink at the theater costs four dollars. <laughs> that shit is not no, that. That regular, design regular. regular like, Bottle of water is is four ninety five. Nigga, that is that design is there for a reason. Okay, so this so so my only the only reason that I could see Movie Pass working with nine ninety nine a month was the fact that they were letting theaters know, hey, bro, y'all went we increased your butts in the seats rate 30 percent this month. That would have been a loss. Y'all are now out of the red for films in your theaters. So you should work with us to get more people to join MoviePass. Now, we'll up the price to $14.95, which they fucking should have did. We'll upgrade it to $14.95, then we'll upgrade it to $19.99. So you will no longer be losing money on tickets, and we'll institute some new rules, possibly. Like, you can only see three movies a week like AMC is doing. But uh, niggas wanted to argue and debate like, no, nah, that's too high. That's too high. So movie movie pass didn't do it. And the thing that kills me, if movie pass would have did it and lost half their people, they still would have been making more money because they would have increased it double. So they would still be making the same money and they could have sustained themselves much longer. AMC being the assholes and smart assholes that they are turned around and released the program specifically for their theaters, which are in every city around the fucking country we're talking about thousands and thousands of amc theaters at this point now not only do they have the incentives for the 20 percent of the concession stand the reward points or whatever now you can see three movies a month and not only is it three regular movies nigga you can see three movies in like imax 
or 3D or whatever extra shit that you want to see for $20 a month. And I'm sorry, that deal is great. It is a great Look, deal. I would I would love to hear from an AMC movie exec because I know they were fully mad because they had this idea and kind of Netflix, like, because they, because they saw it from like Netflix had to put the model out. AMC saw it trying to do some stuff, and then Netflix dropped the price. So I know that's why AMC was was mad and wasn't working. You talking about Movie Pass? But I, you saying Movie Pass yeah, dropped the price? Yeah, Movie Movie Yeah, yeah Movie Pass had Netflix. had had the thing out first when it came to actually getting like having a subscription service for movies. Yeah. AMC saw that and probably said we're gonna start making we're gonna try to make something too. And then Movie Pass came. I said, hey, everybody, we dropping this shit at ten dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and everybody, and they were like, oh, you motherfuckers. But I put money on it right now. The AMC is so happy because they get to sit back and literally watch Netflix. I mean, um, movie, now, pass. movie pass pass um, away. Work all work all the kinks out. Movie pass away they, they is got, what they're gonna have to call got, that shit. They got to watch them build the market, work all the kinks, and fail so they can come in later and say, hey, this is the option that's going to actually work with you. You know what I mean? Like, there's another um, subscription, movie subscription junk, and it's called uh, Cinema. Cinema is out. Let me, let, me, let me talk to you about the prices of cinema. Just like, just like movie pass, to go out to see a movie... If you want to see, if you want two, two movie tickets a month, two tickets every 30 days, that's $7.99 a month right there. And look, that's, that's, a, that's a summer sale promo because it's originally $22. Mm. If you want to see... Two movies, like if you want to see, uh, like three movies a month, like I think that's the highest it goes. We talking, it gets up to about thirty dollars. That's three movies, y'all. Not three movies a weekend. Not three movies a day. Three movie tickets for the whole month, and that's still a fucking deal because movie tickets are fifty eight dollars. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the only way AMC. Is right now is gonna is gonna market off of this, and you might see the other because I know um Cinemark has something out that's similar, but there's I forgot I remember seeing it when I was in the movie theater, but that shit is stupid. But you're gonna see these theaters start to do this now because Movie Pass has already put the put the thing in our minds, and there's no going back. Movie Pass did kind of what Spotify did. Once it put the idea in our heads that I could pay monthly and get all of this, you don't want to go backwards. Right. So everybody's going to join it. So you're going to see these movie theaters come out with it. But the movie theaters can afford it because AMC is like, you're only going to our theaters. So I know right now you pay me this $20 a month and you got to pay for three months. You know, so it's a three-month thing. So I'm going to get $60 for you. You're coming to my theater. You're going to buy my concessions. That's gonna be more likely for you to get in here, and then we only live, then you're only seeing three movie tickets a a um a week. So what we're losing in movie ticket sales, we're gonna gain in concessions and just having you come there. They can do that. Movie Pass can't really afford that because Movie Pass is not the theater, so they're not getting it. The only thing they're getting is 
the money from us as subscribers, if they can't sell the data, if they can't work out any partnerships with anybody else, which they when they weren't able to do, this junk is going to it was going to die. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoyed it. I used it shit out of the movie pass. I'm still gonna use it until they go over there and I, I get to the movie theater and the junk don't work no more. But for all y'all who were thinking like I didn't see this coming or or what happened yes, or what's going on, like nah, this just wasn't a feasible model. Like the the math, like I'm not a business person, but the basic ass math don't add up. You cannot have you cannot have this much money going out. Because they're paying full price for tickets. You can't have this much money going out and only have a little bit coming back in and think you're going to actually sustain. They were waiting for somebody to either come in and partner with them or they're waiting for something that they could monetize and turn a profit. That's what they were waiting for. And it never came. Yeah, I, I don't know. I saw this a minute ago. I, and I feel bad for him because, like I said, it's two black dudes that do. I feel bad. Like I don't. I, like I don't. I wanted to work, but like, I mean, the rain's on the wall, man. Like, nah, that's the game. That that is pretty much the fucking game at this point. All right, so um, let's. Uh, I know Deidre got is over there with these uh with these chips. <laughs> I'm just listening. This is that was interesting. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bam, boy, Gangsta Gear. Where's my motherfucking 40 Acres, America? Where's my 40 Acres.com? Fuck with me.